This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the, the way, way they were. Hi Chantel. Hi Grania. it's good to be back. Here we are. How are you feeling? We're back baby. We're back and you're a missus now. I am. I'm a, well I actually don't like being referred to as a missus. I prefer being called a bride. She's a bride guys. How long do you plan to keep being at the newlywed for? Uh, I think about I think a year. I think At I least. Can, I, I'm I'm Mel's bride. Just look into how long Jessica Simpson and Nicholas Shea had the TV show The Newlyweds, and whenever that was, you get that amount of time to be officially a newlywed. Sorry, <laughs> so glad to be back. Yeah, I can't wait. Do you think me and Mel will ever be a couple on this podcast? I hope not, but I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? How's how, well before we actually before we get started because we've been away for a little while. Mm. We we some, some people have been contacting us and guys, people have been missing just, us. Oh my 
god when, when we get emails or comments or honestly it kills us i appreciate it so much we thought we'd just read read out word at the start so we want to give a big thank you to daniela who sent us a lovely email and she said listening to the podcast was like being under a big comfy blanket Aww. which is just like what's better what is better Especially in these cold days coming up and without oh. and with the energy crisis here in England. That's all we need is just big comfy blankets because we can't afford anything else. <laughs> so well, Listen. And this podcast is free, guys. You're welcome. Save on heating. Just put our podcast put on. Our podcast get a blanket. On, it'll warm you right up. Vibe. Just vibe. Totally. Well done, Daniela. Thank you so much. That was very kind of you. Has anything been catching your eye in the celebrity love stakes this week? And the celebrity love stakes, I think the biggest drama happening in Celebrity World is unfortunately not much about love and unfortunately about a little Mr. X Kim Kardashian being a bit of a doofus, to put it politely. So I'd rather not discuss him. I will say one thing in the love stakes that I don't think you're going to be happy about, Grania. Very quickly, it's a hot take. and I'm not sure you're going to be into this. Listeners, please get in touch. Let me know if you agree or disagree with me. I think JLo and Ben are taking it too far. <laughs> <laughs> what have they done I think they need to stop <laughs> I think they need to stop posting videos of like her dancing him looking at, looking at her longingly and then him looking smiling at her and then her dancing again or like leaked quote unquote clips from their wedding where she's it's, it's getting too much we get it you're married they're not quite up there with the worst celebrity couple currently of course being Brooklyn Beckham and Nicole, Nicola Peltz whose entire personality is just, we are married. They're not quite that bad, <laughs> but they're getting there. And once you're getting up to the um, echelons of Nicola Pelt and Brooklyn Beckham, you you guys can do better than that. They need to take it back. Just take it back, guys. That's all I'm saying. Listen, you're not seeing the big picture here. <laughs> the more embarrassing Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck act in public, the happier and the smugger jennifer garner is so this is very true this is very true I, I i hadn't thought of it that way and you have changed my mind so all of this i just picture somewhere jennifer garner with her friends and an open bottle of wine just putting videos on and then laughing like, oh my god can you believe i married this guy yes you're right so for jennifer garner and her nights in with her friends with a cozy blanket of hopefully our podcast um and a bottle of wine you're right well done j-lo and ben for making it easy to f- laugh at you it let, all I'm saying is, I sense on every time they post something on Instagram, Jennifer Garner is screen grabbing it and putting it on a WhatsApp 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of sweethearts, Jennifer Garner is. Mm. And so, is our incredible guest. Indeed, I'm very excited. Oh, she is Ireland's pride. That's the only way to describe Well, she aside is. from. Yours truly. I'm more Ireland's shape. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is uh, my personal Rose of Trilly. Mm. It is the incredible comedy writer and actress, Brona Titley. The, the way, way they, they were. Hi, Brona. Bronya, Chantal, my queens. Hi, Bronya. How so are good you? to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like my whole life has been leading up to this moment in the sense that that's how linear time works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I went to the post office this morning, I was like, my whole life has literally been leading up to this moment. And that's how I feel about you two as well. Oh, thank you. The feeling's mutual. I, yeah. think, I think we all should die after this podcast. Happy okay, to. well, that was a dark turn to take early on. 
And be, bear in mind, Grainer's next question is, we're a romantic podcast. <laughs> I've never, I didn't know I was being invited on like a snuff podcast. That was like a nasty, surprise, surprise. Nasty surprise. We special. are, listen, if the format works. <laughs> we are basically seeking a third and you've been oh, picked. Finally. Do you know how long this bisexual has been anchoring to be the unicorn in a long established podcast couple I I really feel like I got all that terminology right and I'm not just like a tired mother who stays home every night (laughs) recovering from watching too much Peppa Pig listen you bring the spice you bring the action but (laughs) do you bring the romance so you we're we're a romantic couple uh, we're a romantic couple we're a romantic podcast are you would you consider yourself a romantic I mean, Gronia, I am feeling so romantic about how seamless that segue was. It was <laughs> it? Oh my Ryan god. Is a queen I of segues. Need, I did not every need, episode. Yeah, I do not need a tiny bit of podcast lube. That was just you just <laughs> slide right in and set me go. I mean, of course I'm a romantic couple. Like, oh, look yeah. at me. I am full I, I'm a romantic couple. <laughs> Both of you have said that now, so I'm concerned. Which, am I part of both of them? This one. I forgot how many personalities It's just we you two, isn't it? You're the couple. Should I leave? I can leave you guys alone. It's fine. Finally, she gets the hint. Um, I am definitely a romantic okay. person. I mean, look at me. I am full of the joys of life. And it's not just because I'm talking to you two. I am this excited about life, even when I'm talking to jerks. Um, I, yeah, I just love it. I love kisses on the beach and rose petals on the bed and pina coladas and getting caught in the rain and that loving, intimate bond you feel with someone when you kill a man together. Um, and I was trying to think before I came on about like one of the romantic one of the romantic things I've done in my checkered romantic past and I remembered that I broke into my girlfriend's house to cook her a three-course meal <laughs> wow did she appreciate it or was she upset was she in the house at the time wait okay she was. was she in the house <laughs> he was at work I knew where her spare keys were I, I think she told me let's say that okay. she did in case mm-hmm. the Let's just say police you, you knew where listening. they were whether how you found the information uh, now is yeah, a different yeah, story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Whatever. If I was like across the road with a pair of binoculars, then that's, you know, not a bar concern. Yeah. So no um, lie there. <laughs> and so it was Valentine's Day, a romantics dream day. Big day and, for us. Uh, yeah, I let myself and I cooked what was the first and last three course meal of my life because I hate cooking. So, so you much. knew she was coming home at a certain time. You timed it for when she was coming back. And yeah, when she I turned could. up from her work, frazzled and tired from work, looking forward to relaxing by herself. Yeah, looking forward to like having a shower Keep before she saw her new girlfriend. Relaxing <laughs> so with wait, her wait, new wait, girlfriend. Wait, wait, wait. New. You were so there. How, how long had you been going out at this stage? Four months. So okay. in girl years, that's like, like marriage. That's a decade? A yeah, decade like at least? 40 years. I think. <laughs> yeah, so, easily. Yeah, I'm surprised that we haven't moved So you'd been living point. together, I'd reckon, three and a half Since months. So it's weird that you had to take stage. her keys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you jest, right? But I lived with a queer woman once when I was at drama school. And you know the whole, oh, the joke is you bring the U-Haul to the second date. She moved her girlfriend in before their first date. Why, what are you waiting for? What Do are you maths. waiting for? Do the maths on that. She what met a girl at a party, for? brought her home that night as like just to give her somewhere to sleep. And then they started to date and then the girl never left. Perfect. That's just good. I've admin. got no problem with this. <laughs> women know what they want. What women want? Other women who know what they want. That's it. Women, women want other women who know what they want. And that That's right. is the rom-com pitch. <laughs> That's um, it. Want cheap rent. 
That's right. <laughs> and I quite liked living in this very small two-bed flat with my one flatmate. And so after, oh God, I really hope she doesn't listen to this, but let's just, uh, I'll give her a fake name like um, Banana. Then nobody will know that her name is Alana. And um, <laughs> <laughs> like every, every night they were wake me up by either screaming, fighting or having sex. Oh. And after a couple of months when I sat them to be, down to be like, hey, listen, so I think I'm going to move out. They were both like, why? <laughs> like I was the crazy one. I love it. Good for them. Are they still together? What happened? Oh, Grania, come on. They've been... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're missing out on the actual A story here, which is what happened when you brought the food home to the girlfriend. What did she, how did she react? So the, the truth is she was delighted because I'm very sexy. So nothing to do with the food then. So you're a really bad cook. You just wore lingerie. That's my tactic as well. It works every time. And when I say like, when I say a three course meal, I'm pretty sure the dessert was like a meringues and ice cream. But I did put them together. Did you do it with like a, a sexy apron and nothing underneath? I want to say yes. So I will because it's the truth. <laughs> Grania knows. That, that's how you get hitched. You do Grania stuff knows. like that. Grania would know. <laughs> Grania knows. And is this the lady that you're now married to? This is the very lady. Aww. Although she ain't, she ain't no lady. <laughs> Another time I dressed up like a 1950s housewife in like heels and a cocktail dress and met her at the door with like a cocktail and a pair of slippers. Like just to role play some like 1950s housewife Ooh. fantasy. Have I like traversed into kink? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> it is a kink. It is. Whenever okay, someone fine. does a 1950s housewife, it's always that kind of like sexy madman. No one's ever yeah. doing a real 1950s housewife. <laughs> no, they were no. all like with that. all the no one's ever doing like a middle of Nebraska like. <laughs> Not that well bred, bad hair, like has seven kids, Irish American, like just, just the kind of, you know, working class American, 1950s, exhausted housewife. That, that's a kink. That that's a kink, a kink that I think needs more representation. I do feel, though, if my husband worked at the plant, I would like have less conversations with my wife about our emotions. That's the only thing I'm saying <laughs> sounds appealing. Well, Speaking of emotions, <gasps> Chantal, here she goes. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I'm, I'm always ready. Put it's, that lube away. Struggle. We do not need it. Grania has wet us. I genuinely, in my head, always feel like Dermot O'Leary when I think of it. Uh, Link, <laughs> and that's like, how we think when you speak oh, as well. You're exactly. that level, Grania. You're yeah. that level. Well, <laughs> your podcast starts here because speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of emotions, is this a podcast? I thought it was an intervention for my uh, <laughs> for my sexy behavior. For who though? The question people need to know. Sorry, go on, go on. <laughs> Speaking of emotions, the couple you chose were bloody full of them. But first, oh, Chantal, you need to okay. guess who they were. Well, first of all, first clue I can give you: they got together in the sunny year of two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. was it that early? Wow. 2008. Okay. Were we ever so young? Let me fill in the details so you can picture the scene. 2008. It was the gorgeous summer when the global banking sy- system collapsed. You had yeah. said, yes, we can, to a little hoshi called Barack Obama. Oh, and Katy wow, Perry <laughs> And Katy Perry kissed a girl and she liked it. She wasn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all the smooching that was going on that year, because also two pale young misfits 
sunk their teeth into young love. <gasps> they oh my God, is it Robert Pattinson or Kristen Stewart? <laughs> I was literally looking at photos of her with the director in the car today when I was at work. Genuine what? fact. Oh my how God. You, I was thinking like, when are we going to have the... <gasps> I'm so excited. You should be excited. And Gronia, your clues as ever were chef's kiss, a chef's kiss. I have been waiting, Gronia, for this couple. You have no idea. You this so to me you is... even gave me a cute new nickname there and called me Brony. I like did I call was... you Brony. And I'm my third glass of wine. Deal Hello. with it. But I've, been, I've been waiting for this couple for so long. This is this is what this podcast I feel like was made for, is this kind of couple. Mm-hmm. I'm so incredibly we are happy. All climaxing right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. So Brona, while Chantal takes a deep breath and a slug of wine. And a big slug, yeah. <laughs> When we asked you on this podcast, what, why was it this couple that you just knew you had to talk about? Talk uh, us through how you feel about them. Uh, because, Grania, I just treasure them. I just treasure them and adore them. The beautiful, pale freaks that they are. I feel like they are, I mean, they're both such reluctant movie stars. I just love that vibe that they give off, which is like, mm-hmm. we're incredibly rich and incredibly famous and we're really very annoyed about it. I always find that like... <laughs> Just Do you so like also? I'm sorry to interrupt for now because I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm hey, going Chantal, to. I'm going to In many here. ways, this is also your podcast. <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you because I am going to interrupt you a lot because I'm so excited about this. But do you also like how they're both very reluctant movie stars while being very well respected movie stars? Like as actors, particularly now in hindsight as well, like everyone thinks they're great actors and kind of respects their choices they've made and everything. I do think you're right, though. I do feel that they're actually really good actors. And it's that thing of like having celebrity thrust upon you. And that sometimes like sometimes that makes the best celebrity in a way because it gives us so much to sort of revere and revile. Um, God, that was a poetic sentence. Keep that in if you cut everything else out. Um, They're kind of the opposite of the Harry Potter kids. They got a lot of fame, but they actually have the talent to back it up. Uh, this has taken a turn. Bruna, I mean, uh, you, for listeners, I have to describe Bruna's oh, face. She oh just kind of looked she's like distraught. really uh, like uncomfortable. Like she's really upset. Like, like really Chantel just of well, Chantel. Yeah, it was like Chantel just knocked your drink over. We seem to have with someone who thinks that the actors in the Harry Potter films are good. Look, <laughs> so. Chantel, I didn't come here to dump on anybody. That's another kick that I will keep private. Um, so I won't, but I will say that I do believe and will die on the hill that Daniel Rad. Cliff is, Cliff is a good actor. Um, oh, okay. But we you can do what? another podcast about Cliff. that if you need to. Um, <laughs> I do think Radcliffe has something in common with Robert Patterson, though, in the sense that, like, they both made all of their money and got ridiculously famous and then just sort of said, F you to ever doing anything mainstream again as long as they live. They're like, oh, you don't think I should do this 10-minute short film from some NYTVF students? Well, I'm gonna... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think the Harry Potter days were was what like drew me to Robert Pattinson early because I remember when Cedric Diggory oh. came on the scene and I was like, oh, are we doing this now? Like, are humans this beautiful now? And similarly, I feel like like Kristen's performance in the Twilight movies, which I loved, by the way, I found them very erotic and I loved the books and I just found her so captivating like she paints with a really fine brush and I love an on-set romance so the fact that they and I love like a global phenomenon like when something blows up so like you think oh that'll be successful because the books are successful but then it goes so big that it takes on this life of its own I mean those films made 3.3 
billion at the box office. Like I cannot even understand those numbers. It's just insane. And then, so I loved them together. And then, you know, sort of like was captivated, if not in love with like the drama of their demise, if you will. And then Kristen Stewart came along Mm. and gave us the like gal pal years. Do you know about this? Uh, the twist at the end. The twist, the twist at, the at the end, where it was like, all like "P.S. Guys, like, by the way, I swing both ways, and I." But for ages, from the rough, it wasn't that. For ages, it was like photos of her semi-naked on a yacht with another woman, and it was like just a pair of gal pals having a just, lovely gal Just gal pals, and then like photos of her kissing someone. Just a pair of gal pals sharing a little kiss. You know, it was just just so it was so brilliant, and uh, yeah, I feel like they've both made like interesting and fun and like entertaining dating choices I'm sure that's why they were doing it they were doing it for us um you know since then and so I just and I I just re-watch those films all the time and I just treasure them well so before we go in depth in the romance there's a there's a question our listeners are now screaming at their phones because we haven't addressed it what is Brona's phone number am I right (laughs) They're saying, I'm sure our contact details are on the the podcast website, but what the heck about their star signs? Oh, that's right, Gronia. That's what the listeners were screaming. (laughs) Well, don't worry, guys. I've got you covered. So Robert Pattinson, Taurus, Kristen Stewart. Aries. 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 I'm sorry, you very rarely get Taurus. I'm a Taurus. We very rarely. That's like the second Taurus you've ever had. Taurus. He's a Taurus king. The only two Tauruses in the world, I heard. There's very few of us. Uh, So, Broda, according to the star signs, what is the compatibility of these two young kids? What do the universe, the gods themselves, give their rates of this working? Like they had, like they were together a while. I think they would have had a high chance, but I do not think that they will have had like a really high chance. I think it's like a a decent passing grade, I feel, is what I'm going to give them. I'm going to go like 73%. 73%? Chantelle, higher or lower? I am a Taurus. And as a Taurus, um, I think I probably looked up my compatibility. And I don't believe that uh, Taurus and Aries, I don't think, mind you, I've never dated an Aries. Maybe we are. Okay, well, in that case, that's probably, I'll give them a really high percentage. Drama. I would say like 97%. Wow. Love your ambition for them, Chantal. Why Thank not? you for backing them. Thank well, you. so I can tell you, according to the star signs, these are both highly emotional signs, but they don't show it in the same way. It's safe to assume as much as they may love each other, it'll be difficult for them to know that they are loved. Aries, that's Kristen, shows their emotions loudly and openly in a way that is sort of rough and impatient. <laughs> they don't give much time for the other person to give an emotion back and act as fire without much sense for anyone. Taurus, Robert Patterson. They find this superficial, too intense, or even phony, as they don't recognise this type of behaviour as love. Taurus, Robert Patterson, shows their emotions through cooking, touching, and gentle words. We love cooking. (laughs) The problem is that Aries Christian Stewart finds this stuff boring. Oh, yeah. 60%. (laughs) 60. 60. So you're oh, actually not so bad. Your that's actually right. not so bad. It's a passing grade. I feel like on some level we could all have 60% with either one of them. 
Oh my God, Robert Patterson. My God, researching this, I was like, choke me. Like, I forgot <laughs> how hot he is. Oh, he's Bloody hell. And during, during Twilight as well, when they were like waxing <gasps> his eyebrows, I know. he's a very clearly like greasy little boy. But yeah. when they were waxing his eyebrows and giving him the and moisturizer like, and, and putting oh these like brown, brown contacts yep. oh, dying his stuff. Oh, well, he's better looking pale. outside of it. On the, on the tour of like the, the press tour for the film, he is just. He's unspeakably hot. <laughs> okay, so let's have a look at their backstory. So, okay. Robert Patterson. I'm just having a great time, girls. Are you having a great time? <laughs> having a great time. This is always the bit where I'm just like yapping away and then kind of thinking, oh my God, poor Abby has to end Yeah, the producer, <laughs> well, she just chimed in and be like, guys, the time. Come on, they haven't even met yet. Come on, it's been a while. Are you kidding me? She is at the other end of this going gold. Every word, gold. <laughs> no, she's thinking it. editing. This will take <laughs> me now five days. <laughs> they spent half an hour discussing Robert Patterson's eyebrows, which, by the way, I could easily do. Anyways, go on, Grania. So, Robert Patterson, rich kid, right? He's a rich little yeah. boy. So, he went oh. to a really expensive private school, youngest of three kids. His mother was a modeling scout for a modeling mm. agency, and his dad was a vintage car dealer. Age 12, he's expelled for shoplifting adult magazines at his local post office and oh, selling them rebel. to his male classmates. Rebel he's- and entrepreneur, my favorite yes, combo. This is wonderful. He said, I used to go in and take like one or two. Then at the end, I got so cocky that I would take the entire rack and I got caught stealing. Also, a bit of a rebel in his teens, he performed acoustic guitar gigs at open mic nights in pubs around London, where That's he sang rebellious. his own written songs under the stage name Bobby Dupia or with his band Bad Girls. He also was a teenage rapper. Of course he was, because most white London rich boys are obviously so well. into hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it was going so well until you said that. Oh, I love That's a sad this... boy with a guitar, though. A sad rich boy with a guitar. Yum, yum, yum. Well, Ed Sheeran made a whole career out of it. But anyways, go on. <laughs> I just said... say, though, Gronia, before you go on, may I just say that if you are a modeling scout and then you give birth to Robert Patterson, wouldn't you like look down? At what came out of your vagina or out of your abdomen and be like, I found one. <laughs> Call the office. I scouted one. <laughs> I think the first thing she did when Robert, when she gave birth to Robert was hand rob her card. I think that was like her first. Actually, the first thing she did was take his little newborn hand and scribble to, and sign 25%. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So he was big and he wanted to be a rapper. He recorded songs for an album called Big Tub and the Tabby Cats. Jesus Christ, that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about that sentence is awful. The only good part is and. I feel like they did some really important work. So meanwhile, across the Atlantic Ocean and the continent (gasps) of the Americas, (laughs) Kristen Stewart is coming into the world. Surprise reveal! So she comes from a real, like, showbiz family, but the real, like, yeah, we work 
backstage and we're friends oh. with the crew and you know I'm like third generation Hollywood but not like in an annoying showbiz way so her dad was a stage manager and TV producer and her mother was a script supervisor and filmmaker so Kristen's whole deal was I wasn't a child star I was a working child actor okay she's, that's she's so like I'm a child Stewart. I'm a child actor that sounds exactly like something a child star would say <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, of course, uh, these two crazy kids, Kristen and Robert, can I call him Rob? I think I'm going to call him Rob, met auditioning <laughs> for Twilight. So, at mm-hmm. this stage, this was just sort of a, a there wasn't a, a huge budget. Kristen was very much sort of the more established actor. She'd done quite a few high profile uh, films before this. Robert Patterson had just done the Cedric Diggory cameo in Harry Potter. Harry and he'd done, he was supposed to be in a stage play, but then he got like fired like two nights before the play started. So she was very much, very, much more higher status. When yeah, she'd been working since time. she was like 12. Yeah, she's a great She right? was in the, yeah. was she the one in the Jodie Foster film? Yeah, the Panic Room. Her playing Jody her Foster daughter. Film. And that, by the so, way, yeah. is great casting. And that was kind of her, like, what's eating Gilbert Grape kind of like, oh, I'm actually a really great actor even though I'm a young kid type thing. Like, I mean, yeah. she got a lot of praise for that. Yeah. And, I mean, the books, I think it's hard to explain how massive these books yeah. were. Yeah, Bear yeah. in mind, they were, and this is quite a big phenomenon that I think we've kind of brushed past, but it is insane. Yeah how massive these books for teenage girls yeah. were. I don't know. I genuinely, like, tell me, there's one I'm not thinking of, a huge book, like, four or oh, five books oh, of theirs. Oh, I'll, tell you, maybe, I'll maybe. tell you of a franchise for teenage oh, girls Oh, I know that of ones, but they're, that are then made into movies. Uh, 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 a little book called Little Women? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know, that's a teenage girl. I think adult women wrote, read that, though. This was a purely teenage... That was about teenage girls, but Laurie, I feel like this was just for teenage girls. Are we forgetting Laurie? The <laughs> ultimate bloody... That's a respected bit of literature. Century. I don't think I don't the think Twilight's going to be taught on literature courses in Oxford in twenty five years. I don't think that's happening. So okay. I, I can't think of the last time a franchise of books was made into a movie. It was massive, massive. It was like if One Direction was in a book and they made it into a movie. It was yeah. huge. I mean, what do you want from us, Chantal? Do you want us to say you're right? Because you're right. Let's move on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so she's already cast, and there, it's all going to be done on chemistry tests with the male leads. So she's yeah. locked in. But will she have chemistry with the men auditioning for the part of what's his name? Who's the vampire guy? Edward Cullen. Edward the Cullen. Vampire boy. So Catherine Hardwick, the director, had the pair read lines and make out with each other. So the first time they met, they had to make out with each other. That's kiss for our non-American listeners. <laughs> Happen the shift to our Irish listeners. <laughs> they had to make out with each other on the director's bed. At her LA home, so she okay, can test. So the, the year is really showing itself here, isn't it? She's cool. Catherine Harder did thirteen. She's cool. She's cool. So she had the pair cool. of them. We trust her. Just go, go for it. Have an old snogging session on her own I bed. Re- I remember filmed. this story. Didn't Rob get so excited that he fell off the bed? Yes. <laughs> happens to us all he's a method actor (laughs) so apparently she took him aside afterwards uh she said i remember i told rob listen man you gotta remember she's under 18 and in our country you can get in trouble he went okay okay geez calm down it was funny because they're both pretty shy and a little bit nervous and awkward i said okay let's do the biology scene where you guys first meet so then we went to my kitchen table for that scene (laughs) 
And you could see pretty quickly that they were vibing off each other. Oh, they were vibing off each other. That was so the young kids are was, calling it. What are, the, what are the ages here? So she's he's 17, early, he's 19? He's, he's 17, he's early 20s. I think he's 22 at this stage. Okay, okay. so in like a year's time, that will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. So going into this film, Kristen has a boyfriend. She's going out with... Uh, and Sharon. Are we, are we not guessing? <laughs> She's taken. She is in long-term relationship with Louis Michael. Capaldi. <laughs> okay, no, we aren't. We aren't guessing. He was Sorry, like I misread the room. Then. Was he I born? Mis- I misread the room. <laughs> so they do. They shoot the first film together, mm-hmm. and then to publicize this film, they do a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. Okay, so I'm going to put it into the group chat. This couple were all about their tale was told in pictures in many ways. So. It's true. Okay, so, Brona, I want you to have a look at it because this is the photo shoot that caused the storm. So how would you describe these photos that were taken to advertise the first film where the public met for the first time the chemistry that is Kristen and Robert? Oh, my God. These are, I mean, is this the right link? They are basically, if they were any more on top of each other, they would be, he would be inside her. So he's on, she's on top of him at sort of a vag to penis angle. Mm-hmm. We've got to put a link to this in the show notes because this is Then mental. in another shot, he, his head is perpendicular to her belly as if they're trying to spell out a lowercase h. <laughs> And they're succeeding in doing that. They're succeeding. And it was a very specific brief. And then, yeah, so... I mean, I have to say, as as insane as these photos look, they are both unspeakably good-looking and all... Like, they're both like, here we are being mega photogenic. And then like, there's another just... one where she's at a pegging angle on, <laughs> on top of his back. And yep. then the last one, there's there's a third. Gronia, they have a unicorn in there. Who's this guy? He's he's great. He's um, I know him mainly, if you've seen the You know alumni. him mainly from threesomes? Uh, no, I know him <laughs> mainly from the Cher Christina Aguilera movie Burlesque, and he plays the male love interest in that. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you should be a fan of Burlesque, and mm-hmm. he is a love interest in that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's in Twilight as well. I forgot he's in the beginning. Growing um, that link took me on a journey. That really did blink an egg, and that was their first photo shoot. Growing their first like, photo shoot. But bear in mind, they're still not going out with each other. So she, well, Kristen still, still, so this is for timeline, this is quite important. So Kristen still has a boyfriend. So Rob on the set of the first film is linked to other co-star Nikki Reed. Okay, so here's a quote from Nikki Reed at one of the first premieres of the Twilight film. So she's asked about what it was like working with Robert Patterson. And she says, you know, the girls that are yelling for Rob don't know Rob. And if they did know Rob, they would still be screaming for him. <laughs> what all these girls may not know is that he's an avid reader. He's oh, really great. intelligent and he writes beautifully. I know he's really beautiful to look at, but Rob is a lot more complicated than that. He's also and, rich. And there's a lot more to him. Do you think his balls have little perfect Robert Patterson faces on them? Do you think they, they you sparkle? Know. I'll let you know. Sparkle. <laughs> I will let they you know. You'll be the first person sunlight. I call. Thank you so much, Chantal. I knew we were friends. You're welcome. Um, they sparkle in the sunlight. You have to get them into a clearing in the middle of the forest and then you see. Okay. <laughs> and then you so pour glitter on them. I'm going to read another quote from So keep that in mind. I'm going to read another quote from I'll Nikki. never forget it, Gronie. Just a few months later, and I want you to know 
in the time between these two quotes, Kristen oh. has broken up with her <sighs> boyfriend. Okay. Yes. Next quote from Nikki Reed when asked about what it was like working with Rob. He's a really interesting guy, but we're not that close. <laughs> so basically, as soon as Kristen became available, Rob was like, see you later, Nikki. Oh, God. Come on to Kristen. That's so of harsh. She well, sorry, like... Kristen has had a little... She, Kristen's got something to her that just can't be... She's got that X factor. She's, she's got something she's that's very just charismatic. She's compelling. Very captivating There's something about her. She's oh. like, when we describe a mysterious woman. That is Kristen Stewart. There's she keeps something her about her. You know you'll never know, chest. but you're dying yeah. to try to find out. Like, she's... Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I find her just unbelievably compelling. She's so an enigma w- wrapped in a beautiful body. Fill, yes. <laughs> Fill in the gaps yourself. <laughs> so we're now entering the the imperial stage of the Robert Patterson Christian's Jewish romance where everybody was convinced they were going out, but they kept saying, Oh my god, guys, stop talking about us. We're not going us, out. Us two beautiful people who spend all the working day rolling on top of each other. When do we even have time to go out? <laughs> So this is a quote from the director again about what they're like working together. What Rob and Kristen had is a multitude of feelings for each other, complex feelings for each other. It was what we needed. Complete, intense fascination. Oh, that's sweet. Except I feel like he's giving them too much credit. They wanted to boink. Okay, so this well, is they were young. So <laughs> yeah, they keep denying the they're relationship. Hot. So, Brona, do you think was this a clever move on their behalf? Like, if they genuinely didn't want press attention, do you understand why they were like didn't want to talk about the relationship, or do you think that was a dumb move on their so that, that it just made people more interested? What, I what think, do you think that was it was a lose lose situation. I think if they had told people they were together, the press would have gone crazy. And I think they kept denying it, the press went crazy. At this point, they were just the most interesting movie stars on the planet. And yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, what's the word for when we see two beautiful people in a film together and we just desperately want them to be together? There must be a word for it horniness. Brangelina. Brangelina <laughs> is the yeah. word. But I think, yeah, I think that they couldn't have gotten out of jail free no matter what they did. They sort of, you know, it was writ in the stars, I think. This is another quote from an interview from that period. The reporter asks, are you in a relationship? You're very intense with each other. Robert Patterson replies laughing, are you asking me if I'm really a vampire? (gasps) He's such a troll. He, I'm sorry, no one gives him enough credit. He's an amazing interview subject. He's That's true. such, such a troll in interviews. He's incredible. He loves at to this. fuck with people. He's a shit a... poster in an yeah. interview. He's incredible. It's a beautiful thing. You're right. He really is right. so clever with it. He's so funny. Then the interview continues. As I wait for an answer, Patterson literally starts squirming. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, not really, he says. It's pretty hard to, um, it's just very traumatic. Oh, I bet it's pretty hard. You know, the whole time he was saying that, he was like running his hands through his perfect hair and like scrumming around his beautiful jawline. This is a great point because if you Google him in the days where he had a clean shaved head, not interested. Not as hot. It's the hair. Do not, does not do it for me. Goodbye. Out of the bed for eating crisps. I mean... I'm not going to lie, I still would, but the, the okay, barnet good helps. To know. The barnet no, helps. for me, I needed that barnet. So, Bruno, what do you think? So they come from quite different background. He His whole vibe seems to be posh boy who's like always been like, oh, I, I didn't even read the script before I auditioned and I just got it. And oh, God, yeah, whatever. And she's so earnest and all like, I have such respect for everybody on the movie crew. Why do you think they seem so different? Why do you think when... They, 
when they met, they seemed so fascinated by each other. I think they had a lot in common, which is that they don't really seem like talkative people. So like Chantal said, she's a bit of an enigma. I think he was kind of similar. I think he's got like a soulful sort of soul of a poet vibe going on. And then she's sort of like, she lives her whole life like the world is like, a private joke between her and her brain. Like she's giving nothing <laughs> away to the rest of the world. It's all just like she's having a conversation with herself. And then, as I already said, they're rolling over each other all the live long day for work. So like all that dopamine and oxytocin and, you know, that's what, that's what that connection is going to lead to feelings of fascination and obsession and desire. So it kind of reminds me of how couples get together like on Big Brother or like or any reality show. Yeah. Where you're stuck into a thing together and only you understand what you're going yeah through i can yeah. totally get why she dumped her her, her and her ex-boyfriend broke up mm-hmm. because the level of fame they got to for listeners who weren't around at the time mm-hmm. it was insane this was back yeah. during still the height of celebrity magazines the height of tabloids yeah. and it was just the beginning actually of, of the, the online of the yeah. online stuff and it was That's true bonkers it was before instagram before that so much but it was the online of like tmz and what's his name the uh the la guy um, perez, perez hilton yeah. it was a lot it was a sort of that and they were right in the mix of it and it was they were it was enormous how they went from one year knowing knowing them yeah. to suddenly being stratospheric i can totally see how they'd be like well no one else gets this but yeah. you so therefore yeah. i am now in love with you Okay, as part of the, the, the publicity and the hype around them, they did win MTV Best Kiss several times in a row. So we're now at Robert and Kristen, the height of their, their sexy power. It is, what year are we sort of the early, like, whatever Early teens? noughties, like 2012 yeah. kind of vibe? So 2011, 2012. If we can go back in time, Bruna, Ooh. imagine you get a phone call yeah it's Kristen's on the phone she's like oh 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 Bruno this is oh gosh uh me and that's oh, a good impression, impression. <laughs> that's a great impression of Kristen Stewart lots of oh uh, I just um I don't know if you um oh, uh, uh, so great if you can't see her lots of like, pushing your hair behind yeah. your ears and lots of like touching your forehead so so I guess me and Rob are, are in town and uh you probably won't want to but uh if you wanted to go hang out with us that'd be great like if it's not too weird like whatever if you're busy it's like I don't even care it's fine whatever it's cool i would say oh my god Kristen! it's 2012 can you get me tickets to the olympics (laughs) and then we would just the three of us have a lovely day out i think they don't want on any level to be recognized Mm -hmm. so they're both going to be in very conspicuous baseball hats i'd be in the middle holding both of their hands (laughs) and the three of us would have matching caps on and the caps would say don't look at us right and that would totally work everybody would look away and then we would stroll we would go to the olympics we would stroll through the wildflowers licking our ice creams talking about how fast mo farrer ran and how proud we are of him and then the three of us would stand by uh, one of the phone boxes that was about to go down into the ground and we'd have a little three-way kiss mm-hmm. that would be so much sexier than the one at the uh, when they won best kiss awards yeah do it properly i don't think in any of the times you've asked a guest what would the date be like it's never ended up with them having yeah. sharing a kiss together so it's got you wow. made it really win. sexual yeah okay i like okay. it i mean i mean that it. what dates have to end in how else do you, do you just say goodbye nice to meet you okay uh we need to double date brona for starters 
That's in the calendar. So I know what I'm doing this Christmas. Uh, I imagine it'd be very earnest. I imagine it would be lots of like Rob's actor friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd a lot be a of, lot like, of so Bruno, what do you really want to do? But like who yeah. really are you? I think it would definitely be like a really crusty bar, loads of really posh white guys who are went to drama school or were around Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart just been like, Yeah, this is I just much prefer this to LA. I would feel like you're really pissing on my image of the three of us holding hands, walking through wildflowers, eating ice creams. No, I think... What if you put us in a crusty bar? Our pets are taking down to Crowbar. You'd be at Crowbar. (laughs) That's where you'd be. You'd be at the Crowbar. Oh, yeah, it's it's a real place. You'd be at the Crowbar and Kristen Stewart would find it like really like cool. Do you know where we'd be? We'd be at the understudy. We'd be at the National Theatre Bar. Mm -hmm. That's where we'd be. Well, so uh, some people did have actually an experience of bumping into Rob and Kristen in a crusty bar by accident. Oh, 2011, wow. they spent New Year's Eve in Ventnor at the pub called the Spyglass. And what I found most shocking about that is I have been to the Spyglass in Ventnor. Oh, yeah. oh my God, is there a plaque for where Robert and Kristen sat? Is there a plaque not, for have you the made time... a campaign to have one made? Is there a plaque for the time Gronia McGuire went there? But this is what's so bad. So uh, uh, podcast listeners, Hannah George, Queen of Ventnor from Drunk Women Southern Crime. That's basically her local. Oh, wow. That is her local. Did she go on a date with Robert and Kristen? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. So they finally went public with their relationship. Around 2010, Rob in an interview at the BAFTA says, it's extremely difficult, but we are together. Yes. It's extremely difficult, but we are together. Great. Well, that sounds like it's going well. I, I would do. love for someone to say that about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. So there's a brief period where there is no trouble in paradise, but clouds are coming. Oh, okay, no. I'm going to get. I knew this was coming and I'm not prepared for it. Okay. So I'm going to get very forensic on the timeline because. Oh, it's very important. The, the timeline here gets very. Magic. No, I'm, okay. Yes, you better. Okay, so these things happen in the space of a week. So. So bear in mind, so they've been making all the Twilight films. Kristen Stewart is making her first film away from Robert Pattinson for, you know, years and years. She's doing that Snow White, Snow White film. Is that, yeah, <laughs> Snow White, Snow White film. Another film with pale people. Yes. Yeah. So she she, parts. she's photographed kissing her director, who was married to model Liberty Ross at the time in L.A., Okay, so she's photographed kissing, right? Those photos okay, need we'll, a pause. We'll, we'll get to those photos. We'll get okay. to those photos in a little bit. Okay. The I photos- slowly and sadly shaking my head. The photos are taken. In several of the photos, it looks like they can see, it's like they're looking straight down the camera lens. Mm-hmm. So these pictures are shopped around to various newspapers and ba- magazines. One assumes. Okay, so this is in the zeitgeist. Then the same week... Kristen Stewart and Robert Patterson attend the 2012 Teen Choice Awards together on the red oh. carpet holding hands. So bear in mind, she's there holding hands with, you know, they're in one of the most famous couples in the world. And she either already has spotted the photographer and that's in her head at the time, or surely her agent or publicist has told her there are photos being sold of you kissing this guy in a car. So she's with so the photos right. haven't come out in the public they domain yet. They haven't come oh. out yet. Oh, so she hasn't told Rob. We can but assume. she knows. Two, she knows. Two days later, US Weekly published the photos that will end 
K-pots forever. As someone who was working on a photo desk of a celebrity tabloid at the time these photos were released. Shut up, It was an incredible time to be alive, I will just say. It was an amazing time to be alive. Oh, my Um, God. Because what they often... Taking the photos. What they often don't show is that it showed her car going from R. Pats' house down the road to like this these things took place she was with our pat and within like half an hour she was parked up with the director of the new film like it was shocking that's why the pap got this because he'd been seeing her at our pat's house knew she'd come out of there followed her and then just found her go into this place with this director and then just took advantage and took photos of it and they were it's what she's doing inside the car. Like, do you remember when she shows him her bicep? Mm-hmm. Then it's all very like first three dates flirtatious vibes. And the fact that it's in a car and they come out of the car and they make out on the hood of the car and in the back of the, these were just incredible, shocking photos. And then they kind of get into their own cars and drive away again. Like it's just these were this was an amazing photo set. This is an incredible photo set. And it was so because his wife in England was quite massive, and because Liberty Ross had been on all these red carpets, often stood next to Kristen Stewart, and because they don't look too dissimilar. Christmas Stewart and Liberty Ross. Do you know why they don't look too... Well, they don't look too dissimilar. (laughs) Liberty Ross played Kristen Stewart's mother in in the film. They're promoting. It's incredible. There's just so many parts of this story that make it incredible. I just want to say that um, this... It's sort of bittersweet because we love the kind of juiciness of it. But also this is what the media at the time did, which was build women up and then tear them down. Mm. And it's sort of like if you imagine what like she was 17 when she auditioned for Twilight, like 17. And then she went from, you know, not being that well known to being like worldwide star. So you would imagine you're going to make some poor choices around that time. And then if someone's there taking a photo and selling them to the world. Like, it's actually some dark, dark shit. It really is. If you imagine she was, what, 22 at this point? 23, yeah. maybe? At the most, and you're with 22. Your, yeah. You're with your first big boyfriend, and the entire world is obsessed with you two being together forever. Yeah. And if you remember being 22, I do, and the idea that the whole world was telling me, this is the guy you have to be with... And then this older guy, much older, shall I say. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And this older guy comes in who also has a wife, girlfriend. Were they married him in Liberty Ross? They were married, yeah. And he's twice Has a wife, so you kind of feel safe with him. Then he kind of cracks on to you a bit. You're in this now weird headspace where he's flirting with you you're now making out with him you're now cheating on your boyfriend you now feel bad the whole world's going to be against you there's so much going on there's so much for, play. even if it's i was a not a famous episode. person right that could be a film in itself and then mm. plus all the paparazzi this poor little girl how she is alive today and doing well is a mystery and Bro- Brody, do you think there was an element of almost like self-sabotage to this because it was so Definitely. why would you do it so so public I think she probably just wasn't in her human brain at that point. She was 22. You know, I think she, well, was, she was 22. Yeah, I think she was probably in her, her lizard brain or, you know, whatever. It's just a sort of a very kind of following a whim without ever thinking through the repercussions. And it's not quite the end because, I'm, as I'm sure we'll discuss, mm-hmm. they do get back together, break up, get back together, etc. But it is such a sort of like filmic end to a filmic romance. So we'll get, this is Kristen Stewart's iconic response. 
I'm deeply sorry for the hurt and embarrassment I've caused to those close to me and everyone this has affected. This momentary indiscretion has jeopardised the most important thing in my life, the person I love and respect the most, Rob. I love him. I love him. I love him. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And did you, by the way, Grania, in your research, did you get the tweet from Donald Trump? Yeah, well, I'm just getting to this. Somebody else just waited. Sorry. sorry. Sorry, we just need to take a moment to take care of our listeners, though, because they are all weeping now. And I would just like to say, if you are affected by the issues uh, raised in this podcast, uh, please do not tweet me. I'm very busy. Um, but just call me. I'll put my phone number. I just need more friends. So just call me. Call it a hotline. Give me so, a bell. I'll talk to you about what it. What was the Trump tweet again? So another uh, person uh, chimed in. Robert Patterson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He can do much better! Exclamation mark. It's my favourite thing Trump has ever said. And I always remembered it. He was so into this. He was obviously Team Edward, clearly. So, you know, we have something (laughs) coming for once. Finally, Trump and I agree on something. So, two months later... In September 2012, they had a dramatic makeup. Of course, it was dramatic. Yeah. They got back together. So, didn't they go to the airport and she was like wearing his necklace? I always remember her wearing his necklace in the airport, and that was like oh. the sign that she was like back with him. She's wearing his necklace again. That's a it was very a 2012. I feel like there was a lot of. Yeah, Taylor Swift wore Harry Styles' necklace. It was a very, it was a thing back then. You it was, wore their it was the love language knew. of that period. It was. That's my love language, necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> so they had what dramatic... historians will write about. <laughs> they had a dramatic twenty twelve. <laughs> they had a dramatic makeup and were back together. They're working it out. An insider said he's still in love with her. So they appeared back in the red carpet together for the premiere of the very last Twilight film, Breaking Dawn Part Two. And when asked if she and Patterson were back together, Chris and said I'm just going to let people watch whatever little movie they think our lives are keep and guessing I always say <laughs> okay I have two questions number one um Grania, do you know that every time you say her name it sounds like you're saying Crispin as in Crispin Glover <laughs> which I'm enjoying and number two uh do you think Bruno this is for you as the guest do you think that they were told to stay together for the promo of the film or do you think they genuinely he actually forgave her he loved her so much so I think that they were definitely told to not be together at the start and I would imagine that then after that when they were together they were probably told it would be a very good idea to be together but I don't think that's why they got back together I think they genuinely loved each other their connection was deep and let's not forget they had both been a party to giving us the most important moment in popular culture which was naming a child Renesme. True, <laughs> very true lest we forget we all try to forget but we can't forget that no we can't forget and nor could we, we not forget. mention it because that was huge and I think that probably you know the trauma bonding that they talk about yeah. I think they trauma bonded over having to be in a film where a child was called Renesme and everyone was very acting like so. that was a beautiful name we, we were all traumatized from that. <laughs> it was Some generations had other traumas, you know, yes. Diana or, or Mar- Marilyn Vietnam Monroe, War. 9-11. Yeah. But we had Renesme. <laughs> so. so sadly, they split for the final time in May 2013. A source said that they were having problems fighting a lot. And somebody reported that they <laughs> argued a lot about the cheating. And I love this, about how selfish she always is and how moody she always is. <laughs> Yeah. Make a, they were fighting love. Like, no one knows why. It's like, because she cheated. We all know why they were fighting. 
I mean, I think if you <laughs> fell in love with Kristen Stewart, you would know that she's moody. I feel like right? that's right there. It's like doing exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> exactly. Like that's not a surprise reveal. That is, you know. It's like falling in with, it's like, it's like get going out with Robert Smith and being like, God, you seem so down all the time. Like, what are you doing? That's what, that's what you got with. <laughs> she's the female Morrissey. Come on. <laughs> Look, just because a relationship doesn't last forever does not mean it wasn't successful. There was so Very much true. success in that relationship. It gave me so much. It gave you so much. It gave the world so much. And we're thankful. So why do you think, why do you think they split up in the end? Like they seem to really love each other. They were gorgeous together. They had all this chemistry. Why, why did it burn so brightly and yet so briefly? Because she was 18 when they met. That first love is so all-encompassing and powerful and exciting and passionate, but equally you have to live your life before you can know what a kind of person you are and therefore what kind of person you choose to be with. And I just don't think they knew themselves yet. So after the split, in an interview in 2019, Stuart said about Patterson, he was my first love. We were together for years. When asked if she would have married Patterson, if he proposed, she said, I don't know. I wanted to. Yet, no, I've never been. I don't know. I'm not a super duper traditionalist, but at the same time, every relationship I've ever been in, I thought that was it. I've never really been a casual person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I believe that about her. She's not I casual. believe that every I relationship. That. Yeah, I believe that every she's relationship she's in, gal. this is the one. You can imagine her crushing so hard she implodes. She throws all the eggs in the basket every time. <laughs> Definitely. So after the split, uh, Robert Patterson, uh, am I pronouncing this? Twigs. Am I saying yeah. that right? Twigs. So he start, He was dating Twigs. FKA Twigs. AKA Twigs. Uh, but is now with a model, actor, and I think she's a singer now, Suki Waterhouse. Suki Lovely Walker. Suki Waterhouse. Suki, Suki Waterhouse. Waterhouse. <laughs> Previous well, paramour of, uh, of Bradley Cooper. We've <laughs> yeah. not had, we've never mentioned either of them on this podcast yeah. yet. And I'm dying to one I mean, day. Poor one You can out. imagine his friends being like, hey, why are you so attracted to Suki? What does she give you? <laughs> Suki, it's Suki. Yes, you darling, I was people. making a joke. <laughs> one of these little jokes that I I've think been with doing names like Chantal, Brona, and Grania, it's kind of those in glass houses. <laughs> I don't think we have a, I don't think we have a leg to stand on here, people. <laughs> Meanwhile, my surname has the word tit in it if you want to do anything with that <laughs> Little Case Jew has started dating screenwriter Dylan Mayer in 2019 and they recently got engaged Yay! so although they both seem to be doing very well Brona let's be honest let's get real in okay. every split there is a winner and there's a loser there's ones yes. that everybody's really happy for and there's one they're like oh yeah they seem okay maybe I should text them <laughs> so in the great split between Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart who thrived and who simply survived thank you for asking it's a big question I mean it could go either way much like Kristen Stewart and me. Um, But I am (laughs) going to say that I think Kristen thrived and Robert survived, mostly because in her marriage, there's going to be like four boobs. Yeah. That's the winning combo, really. How did you find it when she um, when she sort of went from Robert Patterson's girlfriend to suddenly being the Hollywood poster child for queerness? Were you how did you feel about that? Well, I don't think 
she really did go to the Hollywood poster child for queerness because she sort of didn't kind of she was so private about her private life for so long but I think as I sort of mentioned at the start I so enjoyed the gal pal years they were so funny to me <laughs> that the press really wanted to write about her relationships but couldn't say but like couldn't. Couldn't, felt like they couldn't say it was a relationship and you know I just think anytime any person in the world turns up and is their authentic self the world gets a bit brighter and more exciting and so I was thrilled for her and they've inv- they've asked me to speak at the wedding Oh, are you doing like the kiss thing? I'm going to do a verbatim uh, uh, dramatic performance of this podcast. It's so funny. You were talking about gal pal years. Remember when Risha Ora and Cara Delvine were like wifeys for like a year (laughs) and then just never spoke to each other again? And it became like a vibe of them being like, oh, these gal pals, these gal pals in Hollywood. It's like, if that was Orlando Bloom hanging out with Robert Pattinson, they wouldn't be calling them like bros. They would they would have been more insinuating things. It was Ooh. interesting. No, it was a weird one. Robert, that's a little bit for me could to be a vibe. About. The street, the gay <gasps> male version of it is roommates. Oh, it's true. always yeah. like so oh yeah, it's, right. it's always roommates. So is roommates. Yeah. Gal pals and roommates. Gal pals and roommates. And um, Bruna, before we love you and leave you, before we break up with you in the spirit of the podcast, wow. uh, we we have one more burning question that we need your wisdom with. If it's burning, just put a bit of yogurt on it. <laughs> Speaking of what could be a good gal pal, we have a lady out there that, as you well know, if you're a good listener of this podcast, we love and adore. We don't think she needs anyone. We simply believe she deserves to be loved and she's unbelievably single. So you, Brona, can you think of anyone who can match up to the one, the only share? Michael Palin. There we Michael straight in. That is a great answer, by the way. Um, can you please give us your reasons? I'm already in, but still. I just think opposites attract. She'll be the showy, loud one. He'll be the sort of steady, sensible, sweetly funny one. They'll see at their twilight years together. It's a match made on this podcast. I love it. Yeah, Share Michael Payne. Yeah. Even if I think that's the first one that's been mentioned where I think the last name actually works as well. Share Palin. Share Palin. It sounds like a sort of it sounds like an appliance, but I'm into What's it. Was that Michael Share? <laughs> Is that a person? I'm Maybe he could take things. her name. He uh, could change his yeah. name to Michael Share. Or, He's the kind of the guy that would yeah. as well. Yeah, sure. Michael Share. <laughs> oh. It's a great one. Thank you. So what a great response. Mm. Michael Palin, great one. One for the one for the history books there. Ladies, Where I can had our, the um... time of my life. Thank you for having me. I feel like <laughs> Thank we've you really so much for being changed here. something here tonight. You really have. And uh, <laughs> where can our listeners find more of you? Please follow me on Twitter at Brona C. Titley. That is my handle. Uh, <laughs> that is where I am adorable and ever-present all day long. And then I'm a comedy writer and actor, so I will just tweet you about when my shows are coming up on the TV. Well, thank you so much for being here. Any final words on our pats and case to you? By the way, I'm a bit annoyed that throughout this entire podcast, none of us use those terms, our pats and case to you. It's true, we should have used And that was a big part of that relationship was our pats and case to you, so... I feel the final word has to be that if we look at the crux of our pats and case to you and what they would want from mm-hmm. the future i think it would be to follow me on twitter yeah that there we go she always bring, that's a professional <laughs> comedian ladies and gentlemen that's how they do she it. always brings it back to herself what she a professional i think dermot o'leary will be proud of hey there we go i'm so proud of both of you 
The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were.